0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is BELIEVE. Hello again, it's Susan Feuthman, your host of the Southern Bell of Beverly Hills on the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe this week's episode, bravo, 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 well, For anyone who's a fan of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you're very familiar with Bravo, 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 and how Denise Richards thought that she could break the fourth wall and basically call out the fact that she was on a reality show so that that footage wouldn't air because they were discussing something that she didn't want them to talk about. There were many times in 2020 that I wish that we all could have yelled bravo, bravo, bravo or Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji and had everything start all over or get us to some other place. So unfortunately for Denise Richards, because we all know that we're watching a reality show and we all know that they know that they're on a reality show All of those things, the imperfections, the flaws, the accidental glimpse of a producer. Basically, we just saw that recently on The Real Housewives of Atlanta when Kenya asked a producer if they knew about her being uninvited to a party. So there is no such thing as a fourth wall in reality shows anymore. It's all out there for the world to see. But once upon a time, back in the origins of reality. It wasn't always like that. And that's during the time when I was completely sure that I was going to be a Bravo Liberty, seriously. So I had to double check when I knew what I was going to be talking about. I went back and I searched through my emails to look and see how many Bravo shows that I was considered for and Attached to. It's so many. I made the acquaintance of a very famous casting company that's casted some of your favorite, favorite reality show stars throughout the history of reality television. And they loved me. Seriously loved me. There would be times where I was sitting at home minding my business and I'd get an email or phone call from one of their casting producers asking if I could come in to talk about myself for a particular show that they were casting. And because I had did it one time and was completely authentic, nowadays I would say authentic to perhaps a flaw, but because I was so completely authentic, they were nuts about me and wanted to fit me in somewhere and get me on some show. Now, this was before... You have like the current OC season where one of the cast members is living in a two-bedroom townhouse that she paid for herself, paying her own mortgage, go girl, um, with four kids, I believe. Uh, it's, It's quite a few people in a small townhome. So, I mean, that's almost completely unheard of. I think Claudia Jordan on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, she also had a small... One bedroom, maybe even was an open floor plan, studio style uh, apartment, high rise in Atlanta. And even that was unheard of. And she was one person living in an apartment. So obviously, although I had, I brought the crazy and I had the personality and all of the, everything that they were looking for for reality. I didn't come with the Kyle Richards home or you know the Lisa Vanderpump home so I was not ever really going to be the first choice and I looked back today and I saw some of the shows that have evolved into other things or some of the shows that just didn't make it that I was both considered for and or attached to and I had a really good laugh there was an elite fabulous friend show that I think became something else There was a political show where people who were close to or worked in politics were going to live in a house. Young people who would either love each other and get along or their party politics would split them apart. And the one thing I have to say, at least at one time, that was a consideration. That was something that was possible that could have been done. Whereas now it would not work. (laughs) It wouldn't even be a civil show. I don't even think there would be a network who could carry something like that these days. But about 10 years ago, it was something that could have happened. There was also a video diary show, which I was really excited about because I felt like I had a story to tell. And if I was going to be able to carry the camera around myself and show my life and explain like everything that I was doing and not have camera crews around. Basically I would be responsible for recording my my own image. I was so excited about that one. And then the final one that I was attached to was a dating show. It was originally kind of billed as a Los Angeles, real life sex in the city, but only instead of having New York as a character, LA would be a character and it was all based in reality. I was so excited about that one as well. And I just thought about how great is this going to be? I'm going to be like Carrie Bradshaw. And that show evolved and continued to evolve and continued to evolve and continued to evolve until it got to a place that I almost hoped that it never saw television, that it never saw the light of day. And I was afraid because I was contractually obligated and signed on to do it. And it turned into something that I definitely didn't want to be a part of. So I was grateful with the way that things turned out for that particular show. My bravo liberty days never actually happened. I realized that I was more cut out for after shows. Or as the guys would say, Monday morning quarterbacking. I'm more of a a analyst of the reality genre. I'm more of a person who is a connoisseur of what we see on TV. And I can talk the heck out of what's good TV and what's bad TV and giving my opinions and sharing what I want to share. Because now reality is so different. I have to give these people credit. Like I applaud every single one of these people that are putting themselves on display and sharing their lives because I have never seen television, reality television, be what it is today. Like if you think back to the early days, even, I mean, the early days of MTV's real world, like the first season for anybody who remembers that, reality TV is so completely different from what it was. This season, the first episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, had me in tears. These tears were hurt and pain with a little bit of joy and pride, a little bit of vindication mixed with just sheer surprise that Bravo went there. As they like to call her now, and I love it, Portia Luther King. If you want to see the different Facets of her and her personality, because I'm not going to say she's changed, she's evolving. And if you want to see the different facets of her, the episode that I would tell anybody to like Google to get this little clip would be her surprise party speech. So this season, because she has followed in her grandfather's footsteps and has, out of a sheer necessity, put herself in the front lines of the fight. For social justice. She's been arrested a few times and she's making a change. She's making a difference. She's going out of her way to use her platform to bring exposure to cases that people are one, forgetting about or that aren't getting the spotlight on them the way that it should be. So she's using her celebrity to bring attention to the Breonna Taylors and the other cases that need people to remember. Justice has not been served. But if you want to see her, the different facets of who she is, that scene in her backyard at her surprise party that they're celebrating her, it shows her as a giggly, cute girl, dressed in her cute outfit, having a good time with her friends, holding her baby, and someone asks her to give a speech. She looks a little shy at first because her worlds are about to collide. The different facets of who she is, they're about to collide. So she kind of acts shy for a moment and she hands her baby to her mom to take care of her. She starts off sheepish in her speech and immediately transforms into a powerful orator who is demanding fair treatment and equal justice for all. And doing it in such a way, she's bringing in the regular viewers of the show who consists of everyone, all different colors, nationalities, male and females. She's bringing the viewer in to the idea that we're all the same and we all want the same things. And so we have to sometimes fight for it. It was beautiful to see. And it was a beautiful illustration of sometimes you don't choose to be a hero. Sometimes you're forced into being a hero. And this is one of those situations where I feel like she was forced into being a hero and a leader in this charge. And I'm so grateful that Bravo found it important and necessary to give her room to share this part of her life. And they weren't afraid that they were going to turn off some of their viewers. And they weren't afraid that some of their viewers would be offended. I'm personally grateful. And it just shows how much these shows are evolving. The original Housewife franchise... Orange County also took a risk this year. Yes, they have brought in a little bit of the social justice through commentary and a few Instagram photos here and there. They've also talked about COVID-19 and showed the evolution of how we all went from not knowing what to expect to living this quote unquote new normal. They did all those things. But the most impressive thing that they did was they had one of their most popular characters from the show that people loved to see get wild and crazy, drink for everybody who's at home just watching TV in bed. They had her confess that she was an alcoholic. They didn't just have her confess that she was an alcoholic, which to me would have been heroic in itself. They showed her journey of her first few months. And her first few months coincided with the lockdown. So imagine a woman who has just discovered that she's an alcoholic. And then there's this global pandemic. And this woman is used to using alcohol to cope. What would life be like for her during the first few months of a global pandemic? And they showed it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. She talked about it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And it was just something that has never been Scene on TV so raw. Yes, uh, they had Kim Richards talk a little bit about her sobriety experience on the Beverly Hills franchise, but nothing was as raw and nothing had the visuals of a woman struggling the way that this season of Orange County did. And I feel like it was responsible. It was something that showed... You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It, It showed that, you know, people look like everyday people and have real big struggles and they have to deal with them. And it was just a good thing to see. And Bravo allowed it to happen and unfold on cameras. And this last show that really, 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 I still, I still am in shock, really, when I think about all that this last show has done to go out of their way making their reality show cast uncomfortable trying to fix their wrongs having a a moment of reckoning within a show that was built on southern culture and tradition I couldn't be more impressed with the show Southern Charm than I am right now. I used to do an after show on Southern Charm and when I last at the after show, I was disheartened. I was disappointed. I felt, I, I thought I could never talk about the show in a positive light anymore. It just didn't feel good anymore. It, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like a positive show to be on TV. Every episode of our little after show, we would do like little games or all take turns answering the same question. And I remember it was my turn to answer the question and I couldn't, I just said, let me just throw this question back at you. Can this show go on the way that it is? Because it was that egregious. This show that started off being just this warm, fuzzy, cozy show that I used to love to watch became unbearable. Well, these people, Whitney Sutter and the other producers of Southern Charm, went out of their way to make their reality show cast accountable for their actions, their words, and their behavior. And they also made it uncomfortable for them to remain the same. And as we all know, that's when change happens. Change happens when it's uncomfortable for you to remain the same. And each and every one of these reality show stars on Southern Charm that started off as so beloved, all in their own ways have come under the microscope, under fire, and have had to answer for whatever it is that was socially irresponsible. And in some cases, even racist. I saw the first episode and I thought, okay, good job. Way to start the season. Now you're going to jump back into what you've always done. Saw the second episode. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're continuing the storyline. I got it. Good for you. That's awesome. So they really are standing by and showing what the world looks like today. Saw the third episode and I realized that it wasn't a trend and I realized that it wasn't fashionable. And I saw that the new faces, the new brown faces who were being introduced on the show, including a gorgeous girl who is probably one of my distant cousins, Megan Pinkney. Um, but they have all types of new faces and people that have been on the show and been in the, in, on the fringes of the show for years and have been friends to the show for years. But these people are now starring characters, and they have a lot to say, and they're letting them say it. So it's been really interesting. They they showed a statue being taken down of a, a Confederate, I don't, I want to call him names, so I'm not going to, but they, they showed a Confederate statue being taken down, and the reaction to that amongst the group. It's just been one episode after another that has really shown what life is like for black people brown people allies to black people and brown people as well as white people who have lived very comfortably in their privilege for many years generations even being forced to look at what some of their privilege has done and is doing to other people i have to say bravo 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 to you southern charm i am very proud of you and you're doing something that it's surprising to me as a fan of the show that you've taken it as far as you've taken it but i hope that you continue to do so and continue to introduce some more new faces new opinions and tell the truth so reality has changed bravo has stepped up and it's refreshing so if you're one of those people who is always just automatically snubbed, turned your nose up and said, I'm better than reality television and I would never watch. Now just might be the time for you to reconsider. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher and Luminary. You can also find me Susan Pinkney at suzq90210 suzq90210 on Instagram and Twitter and if you're interested in advertising please do contact believe at believe.com thank you so much for listening I love you all talk to you soon bye